We're joined on the Beyond the Mic star line by a Grammy Award-winning artist, performed at the Nobel Peace Prize Award Ceremonies, author of the book, A Drop of Midnight. Jason, Timbuktu, Diakite, welcome. Thank you so much, Sean. Thanks for having me. Let's go Beyond the Mic. Born in Sweden to interracial American parents, how did the racial divide hurt you growing up? It really... um Growing up in Sweden in the 80s and 90s, there weren't a lot of people of color. I was one of only three brown kids in my entire school and was um, bullied by the same group of boys for several years and having to fight them pretty much every recess um, because of the color of my skin. So at a very early age, I, I, I was constantly reminded that the color of my skin was a a burden and an obstacle. Why was writing A Drop of Midnight so important to you? I think because of that very fact that I um, am born to an African-American father and a white American mom who uh, migrated from the United States to Sweden in the late 60s. So growing up, I I was uh, never entirely black, definitely not white. Uh, never Swedish enough, but never American enough either, as literally born in the in-between. And that in-betweenness was an ongoing sense of incompleteness, in a sense. And I needed to find, I needed to connect all those shards into one piece, basically. Uh, and I did that by, by writing about my family. Your parents, like mine, are in the generation where, unlike today, where everybody shares everything. Social media is rampant. They're truly yeah, private. Yeah. How did the release of your book and the deeply personal stories in it make them feel? Were they frustrated? Were they angry? It came out as, as anger, but mostly I think they were afraid of what I was going to write about them. And even though I would constantly tell my mom and dad that it's, you know, this is a book written with love. I have no, <clears throat> I have no intention of, uh, of of writing something that's a reckoning with with my mother or my father. But there, there is definitely that old school sense, like my dad says. You know, don't put our business in the street. And I felt like, well, you know, you either can't or you won't uh, uh, understand how complex it's been for me to. Um, um, to maneuver with all these different identities, and I need to, I need to write this to find completion. Was it freeing for you to write this? It definitely was. It's been a revelatory process. It's writing this book has really made me realize, you know, writing writing is such a slow <clears throat> process in comparison to writing songs, writing a book, and living within the sentences and paragraphs of hundreds of pages, I think allowed me to really feel a closeness to my ancestors and to really live inside the feeling of how, how several generations of sacrifice and courage have led to, you know, me being able to be born and born into the privilege that I was. And also what I want to pass on to my, uh, kids, you know. You left New York in the summer of 1995 to study economics at Lund University instead of following your dreams to be a rapper. However, you have eight Swedish Grammys. So what changed your mind? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I had been living in, the, in uh, New York, working at an office, and really realized that I was not cut out for uh, 
for being a rapper. It was uh, not something I could carry in New York City at the time. But then I came back to, you know, the, the, the safety of small-town Sweden and uh, found that, no, I actually don't want to study at, at uh, college. So I dropped out to, to pursue the dream of being a rapper and, uh, and have ever since. You have an intense and wonderful relationship with your family. It is so deep and so wonderful. Thank you. What tips would you give to a young child of an interracial family today from your experience? Well, first and foremost, just know that, that you're not alone, you know, and that there is truly no way to connect both the white and the black in the sense that it's just odd growing up and not wholly being, being able to identify with your mother or your father, and even more so them not truly being able to grasp your experience as a child of both of them. But you can be a bridge between worlds, and that truly is a gift. For me, music has been my release valve, and I think being born in that in-between that I was talking about has been uh, a, a well of inspiration and creativity that I've been able to uh, uh, you know, kind of explore and use through music. So what I, saw as a, what I saw as a burden when I was a kid actually became kind of cultural capital as, a, as, a, as, a, uh, as I grew older. Where do you feel more comfortable, America, Sweden? Why? I would say America, actually. Um, I, I think all of my life I, I dreamt of moving back to the United States, and I, never, I could never really understand, even though my parents told me, why our family had to live in Sweden. I, I dreamt of, uh, of moving back to, to, to the United States as soon as I grew older and pretty much have been trying ever since. Uh, which makes, you know, bringing my book and stage performance back to the United States now uh, so truly great for me because it's my first uh, creative work in English that I have for an American audience. So it's this is pretty much my ticket back to the United States, you know. <laughs> I'm always curious about book titles. Where does A Drop of Midnight come from? I actually sourced it from an old book by an author named Sterling Brown, where he describes a character with the words, uh, a single drop of midnight in her veins. And I thought it was a beautiful poetic title that also spoke to uh, my um, acknowledgement of my African heritage, you know, being the drops of midnight. But also of writing it, in a sense, was me stepping out of the night into the light, you know, a shining a light on, on my roots, on this rich tapestry of cultures and countries and shades and colors that my family has. Time's running out, so it's time for the Rocking Eight. It's the first thing that comes to your mind, no pressure. Okay. What do you want to be remembered for in this world? Having been uh, um, uh, a good father. Last flight you took was from where to where? From uh, San Francisco to L.A. Favorite three old school rappers? Ooh, good question. Um, KRS-One, 
Spice Dog and uh oh it's so hard to choose and uh and buckshot one thing you can't live your life without my phone <laughs> who's the most important person in your life right now my daughter favorite thing to eat mm. avocado toast maybe what are you most proud of i'll say again my daughter you used music to help your own self-love. Do you love yourself now? Yes. What's the one thing that you want people to take from your book? Diversity is strength. Grammy Award winner, author of the book, A Drop of Midnight, Jason Diakite. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Sean. And that, my friends, is Beyond the Mic.